0: please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. I have to go to the bathroom. So bad, so bad. I'm doing Lama's exercises right now to keep. Okay, this go,
1: go, go. Do what you need. Well, to no, do.
0: like, what do you just no, finish it up? Go, I'm not. Going, I don't you want to come what? back. I, I can don't want talk to, come to you back.
1: while you're shitting. So oh I'll God. be here on the mic. You go into the bathroom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you just give me a minute. I might be able to breathe through.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp.
0: Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. Do you wish that you could change something about your partner? Is there something about them that keeps you from committing? And how is staying in the shallow end of the pool drowning your relationship? Today, my wife, Allison and I share a cup of coffee and flounder through a conversation about changing your partner, refusing to be the bad guy and why it's so important to keep your side of the street clean. Oh, I want to just ask how you're doing with your dog, your lovely My dog. My dog. Your lovely dog. How about dog. our dog? <sighs> How's your your Tasmanian lovely. devil? Your lovely <clears> dog. <throat> how, I mean, how do you deal with the, the that mistake? How are you? <laughs> the regret what's it like living with that regret yeah
1: it is it's it there's a regret that i listened to you oh to your everyday <laughs> your everyday desire talking about wanting a dog and your challenges of like mm. oh you're not gonna call him have you mm. called him yet am um, mm. i am um, it's a there's this deep regret of of actually yielding i to feel you. like we're
0: competing who's the victim here
1: we're, we're,
0: we're, we're racing to the bottom.
1: Racing to the bottom. Yeah.
0: All right.
1: We, we all do better in this family when everybody takes responsibility. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's when you're not. <laughs> that's how well, you don't. I
0: appreciate you taking responsibility for your dog, so... <laughs>
1: You know when she's she's going to be an awesome dog. I do trust that that's true and when she is, she will be my dog. She will be. <laughs> Cuz I I'm fully sure that when she becomes a great dog, you're going to say that she's your dog.
0: We'll see. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's <laughs> it's hard to imagine at this point.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You all you marked your words in November that you would never ever love the dog, right? Never.
0: Mark my words. <laughs> What do you want to talk about? You, I saw you, I saw you writing something.
1: Yeah. Um, so essentially, I was working with somebody who came to me from from listening to one of our podcasts that I think you dubbed it like sort of should I stay or should I go kind of a that
0: one's been a big one.
1: That one's been a big one. Yeah. So and i do get a, i do get people to reach out to me because of that particular podcast so this person was somebody that did that and we had worked together for some time and i helped them get through the shit or get off the pot kind of situation that mm-hmm. they were in just to, as a rough summary they were like i don't know if i want to be in this relationship i don't know if i'm ready if i can commit to this i don't know if i want to i don't know if i yeah. want this we did all the things I worked with him in order to help him decide. He ultimately did decide that he, that he was all in and it okay. changed everything. All right. We, he was all in like went and lived life and life was, has been grand. And it's, it's been, a, it was a total game changer for his own life, his own sort of leveling up for himself as well as this relationship. And when we checked in, we had a check-in call several uh, months after all that happened. And, Um, recently and he said, well, I'm bumping up against this thing. It was an, it was an aspect of her personality that before he was like, I don't know if I can be with this person because of this. Right. Like he was using it. So something about her bothered him. Something about her way of being that really bothered him that, that before he was using it as a thing of like, I can't see this is, this is like, I can't, I don't want to be with somebody that's like this. Yeah.
0: The murdering,
1: (laughs) yeah, the murdering murdering has to stop. Yeah, the (laughs) farting, the incessant farting. So he comes back to me and he says, "Well, so there's this thing, you know this. This is still, this is showing up again.
0: She's still doing the. She's
1: still doing it, the thing. But essentially, he was like checking something out that I had coached him the way that I'd coached him in the past with her was essentially, can you be with things as they are? So if she's going to be this way for the rest of your relationship, what's that like? Can you be with that? Mm -hmm. The idea was like, she's not going to change. So you you don't get to hold her changing her way of being over her head in order for you to be a yes to the relationship. So you be with her as she is or leave, like figure it out you don't get to control how this relationship, how she shows up in relationship. You need to decide if you want to be in the relationship as it is.
0: Yeah, we need to tease that apart, but go ahead.
1: Yes, but the point was, it was strategic on my part on purpose because he was so kind of judgy and wavery and all of that. It was really about, can you be with things as they are? And it really ended up helping him so much that he, I mean, so much so that he- got through all the things that was going on for him mm-hmm. around the things that he couldn't be with and and then ended up really embracing her and okay. the relationship. And so much of that is like, great now. He he brought that up that I had said to him that I taught him about like, yeah, basically she's not gonna change. Mm-hmm. And he, he he was like, well, I just wanna check on that <laughs> because- I can't remember how he asked, but basically he was kind of asking, like, do you really think that she can't ever change if, or do it? can I, is this an issue that I can talk to her about? Because mm. it's not working for me. Right. What I said to him was, I was like, oh, that was just a strategic approach on my part to help him where he was at the time. Mm. Like, I totally believe that you can work shit out and change and, and people can not stay in their, you know, sort of rutted patterns if they want to change. Yeah. But I, and I had to tell him that I had to say, oh, no, no, no. Like, I mean, yes, like, yes, it's really important to, to be able to be with things as they are. Mm -hmm. But to be clear, that was specifically to help you figure out whether or not you were going to stay or go. Right. That didn't actually have anything to do with, can this relationship be what you want it to be? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, and so he was, he was really like, Oh, wait, really? Like, (laughs) so now what?
0: (laughs) How do I get her to change?
1: Yeah. So (laughs) that's right. And so, so we, and, and we have, things
0: are great now. Let's fuck it
1: up. I love you. You're perfect. Now change.
0: Well, what if we just stuck with the, can you change or can my partner change and that whole thing? And I use that often with, People that I work with is like if, if this person never changed, would you stay
1: right. in the relationship? Because yeah. a lot of times valuable.
0: we're more we're more attached to who we think they could be right. and should be fully, and,
1: fully and their potential. Yeah,
0: and it's just yeah. like oh my gosh, if mm-hmm. they would just be like this more often, they they're twenty percent of the time or sixty percent of the time they're right. this person. But when we
1: have dinner guests over, <laughs> the,
0: and, and it's great, but then the rest of the time I have a you know it sucks or it's mm-hmm. hard, and and so. It's like, yeah. So if things never changed,
1: yeah, know, it's really what, important. do you see
0: yourself still in this five, ten yeah. months or years from now? Yes. And it helps to to relax that. Yes. And just come back to okay, this is who this person is. Can I is this a deal breaker? Is this work? And I also think that, you know, there's there's an aspect of this about getting granular about the like what they're doing that's not okay. So if they're aggressive. Right. You know, it's, it's one thing if they just have mannerisms right. and you know, I think there's roommate challenges. Like mm-hmm. we just have roommate problems. Right. I'd right, have right, this right. problem with anybody if they were a roommate and Correct. they're living together and just managing life together. And then there are things that are life, ph- philosophical values level, worldview level. It's not like we've got to have the same exact pl- thing, but we're at least we're on the same plane. Mm-hmm. And, and or appreci- like
1: parenting how, you know, how we might parent a child. Yeah, there's or just dogs. things
0: <laughs> that we're on the same page about the big stuff. Yeah. And we have a shared vision for what we want. And we're both moving towards that. And it's not an adversarial thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really important to get and but a lot of folks aren't on the same page. They've never even talked about it.
1: Yeah. And some people can do that and make it work yeah. also, which is Amazing,
0: But I I would say that if the thing that they can't be with you, you were framing it through that lens, like the thing you can't be with is them being aggressive or them being uh, there's there's something that's really toxic in the environment. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you got to name that and set obviously set boundaries like, no, it's not okay to treat me this way Mm -hmm. or whatever. I think it's really important to knock that out. Another thing that happens that I want to speak to is that when we clean up our side of the street in a relationship, like there's a dynamic that exists between two people and it requires both people to maintain that dynamic. So if I clean up my side of the street, meaning that dynamic changes because I change, then who knows who the other person will be now? And it's not that, you got to watch out for this because it can be, I do a thing so that the other person, like I'm trying to manipulate right. or leverage the other That's person, right. but it, it's more of when I coach somebody, it's like let's get you aligned with the relationship you would love to be in, no matter what, and have you live that way now, and not wait for permission to to clean, you know, be present or to be do the things that make you happy or do the things that have you feel more free, alive, et cetera just to honor yourself in mm-hmm. relationship and not blame the other person or wait, be waiting for the other person to do those things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that disrupts the dynamic and it can inflame things and have the other person be like, I'm not okay with this. And, or it can be like, oh my gosh, we're, we're out of this rut that we were in. And there's another possibility there.
1: Well, and I, I think you, I would like for you to be specific, use a specific on the ground example, because you're speaking about concepts that a lot of people, it'll be over their heads. If yeah. Don't so which, put it, which
0: part, the, the, dynamic everything thing? you just
1: said. Yeah. Like when you work on yourself, when you, when you address what's going on for you. So
0: let's say like, I, I remember I was in a relationship and not this one, not your, not with you, but I could see looking back where I had one foot out the door the whole time. And also I had something, I had other things in my life that were way more important to me than being in that relationship. The, the woman I was with at that time was highly anxious and playing games with me to try to get me hooked and mm-hmm. get attention she and that kind of stuff. could
1: feel that you were not falling. And I just
0: remember at the time being like, she's a gigantic pain in the ass. And it was just a lot of conflict and a lot of tension and a lot of whatever. And I could, with compassion, I could see like, wow, how would I act if I was in love yeah, with somebody exactly. who had a foot out the door and priorities in another place. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would be, I would have a really hard time being in that yeah. relationship. I'd feel very insecure and anxious too. So even if nobody's at fault, there's not like somebody's the bad guy yeah, it's palpable. in that scenario it's way. It's in the room. It's, it's like a felt this would, experience. This would be a tough place to be in. This would be a tough relationship to be with. And I could understand why somebody would feel anxious and then maybe start to, if they're hooked or activated, start to act out and do things that were damaging to the relationship. And
1: so that was part of you working on yourself, like really kind of turning the mirror to yourself by you found compassion for her.
0: I found you compassion for airway,
1: her. You found awareness in what you're patterning, what you were doing.
0: Well, I mean, in that specific situation, I think there was a part of me that was like, I need her to be different. I needed her to be on the same page with me about these things cuz I'm held back or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I can't do them, which mm-hmm. was boohoo poor But me. it's
1: common, super common. That's a yeah. super common setup for So couples. I just
0: stopped waiting. It's like, I'm going to go do these things, and mm-hmm. I'd love to have you be a part of them. And the door is always open if you want to be a part of them. You're not excluded but I'm going to start to do these things.
1: So so what I hear you say is, in, in some ways, there is a willingness to be with things as they are and still take care of yourself through it.
0: Yeah, and I so, think to me it was, I was not going to, I was tired of blaming her. And I think there that was where I was, I think where a lot of us could get stuck is, um, it's my partner's fault why I'm not happy and I'm not doing a thing. When in actuality, there's nothing holding you back. Right, you could be doing the thing and right. you're using the other person as an excuse. And that can that can that one can sting. But in reality, it gives us. It's usually why we're with another person. Mm-hmm. Is we get to stay safe and we get to stay in our little comfort zone. And we have somebody to blame for why we aren't doing things that are more risky in our lives or more challenging.
1: Well, I love. I think this is great, and I think I want to bring it a little bit more. Home mm-hmm. for like a more personal just you and me and because one of the things that I see um you know we've talked in other podcasts we've talked about in quote inviting somebody into a thing right invite right. them to do invite them in to invite them to come along. I use that them. tone of voice too when I say yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like in your manly coaching voice and then suddenly you you tell them to join invite me. them in. join me uh, <laughs> won't you you know invite them to into what you want more of right the invitation for yeah, what you want yeah it's, it's not, not a, a demand it's not a ultimatum but you know it can be a request too but but i want to talk about the how um I'm going to give you credit. To, I'm going to make you look better than some of the conversations have been over the last 20 years, but um <laughs> but. but I no I, I say that it in all in all sincerity like like mostly you have been really strategic with me. Um so the I, the the context that I want to bring in is um I was sort of in a habitual, familial, nervous system pattern, cultural, whatever you want to call the pattern, wherever it came from, but of basically like, I have to bust my ass. I have to be constantly working, overworking, overfull. That was your pattern. That that was my pattern. Mm -hmm. So when we met, I think I was seeing like 25 or 27 clients a week, Or something ridiculous, which by the way, anybody that's not a psychotherapist, that's a ridiculous amount of hours for that level of one on one intensity and holding and, you know, presence and all of that. So and pretty much every Friday at the end of the week or sometimes even just at the end of the day, but usually I found it was like towards the end of the week. I would just, I was just toast. Like-
0: I I, remember taking you to dinner. I was so excited. Like, hey, let's go. It's Friday. Come on, let's do a thing. And then you broke down crying at the restaurant. like I just, I
1: cannot, I cannot. I don't want to be around any single human and ever like anymore. I can't give me miles of space. So you being with me as I was, was the, was you- being willing to be with like, okay, I'm with a woman who does this. Like this is what she does. Mm-hmm. It's my conscious or unconscious choice to do this to myself. But but now what I'm doing has is having an impact on us, on mm-hmm. the we space. Mm-hmm. Certainly it has an impact on you, but it really it has an impact on our relationship. Sure. Okay. But because you are who you are, someone who has whether you didn't actually write about it until 20 years later, you have always carried the flag for freedom, aliveness, love, peace, spaciousness, like a certain type of life and lifestyle sort of what are we doing? We better, you know, kind of get busy living. Otherwise you're, you're wasting a life here. So that's, that was very different. That's a very different mindset from where I was coming from, which was just like head down, nose to the grindstone kind of mindset. And instead of you need to change, I can't do this, or you, I hate this about you, or it's your fault or whatever, you would essentially start to point out in various conversations, you would, you, like if I would break down a dinner on a Friday, (laughs) night. you would be like, Hmm, seems like you've had a really full week. Seems like you do this when you have this many clients, or or it seems like you haven't had any space for yourself. Like there, you, you offered some reflections, but you also would sometimes invite me through your curiosity. You would be able to invite me to be, to have my own aha moments and awareness. And over time that had a huge impact on me at, Recognizing that I had certain patterns that I was living into that really weren't mine. Like I didn't necessarily want them. Mm-hmm. I had, there was a lot of personal work I ended up having to do to challenge that pattern, that programming. Mm-hmm. But, but my point is, is that you're not saying change. And you also weren't saying, I'd like to invite you into. Not working as much because I was in a place where I was like, I can't, I gotta do mm-hmm. this. You mm-hmm. can't tell me not to work. That's going to rub my daughter right. of the feminist movement kind of, you know, granddaughter of the <laughs> feminist movement thing the wrong way. I can't do that. I'm not allowed to be dependent. You know, like there was just a lot that showed up. There was just a lot of junk for me on that.
0: Yeah.
1: I felt looking back I and, and I think, I don't know if this was co- conscious on your part, but it, it seemed... If it was, it was incredibly tactical on your part that over time you were able to, through your own curiosity, willingness to be with me as I was, but also literally be with me, like be in conversation, be in curiosity, be willing to talk to me and let me talk about how I was being, how I was in my life that led me to aha moments just as much as you pointing things out 80% of the time you would just very neutrally be able to point things out like huh i notice when you don't work as much you're a lot more fun you have a lot more bandwidth or whatever mm-hmm. so over it's like you were dripping these seeds of awareness and seeds of seeds of change really for me Um, You weren't, I didn't feel manipulated. I didn't feel like you were trying, you were like, no, now that we're married, you, you're not working and you're, you know, just because I like you better when you're not working. There wasn't any of that. There were plenty of times where you would say, I'm totally okay with you not working. (laughs) You're way more fun when you're not working, you know, like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but you never said don't work. You always said, I get that you want to. I get that this is important to you. I get that it's fulfilling for you. And and I, I think that you, without saying so much, you essentially were like, there's also a balance mm. of of how do you do what you believe that you love to do and also have a relationship or have your own relationship with yourself or life or whatever and and tend to that in a way where you're not crying on Friday night dinner, you know, mm-hmm. a date night or whatever. So I think that that for me that is really potent because we talk about we've talked about another podcast, oh, invite invite them into what you want more of or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's really in their shit, like it, if they're just in in it, then um it can easily kind of show up as as like, oh, I tried to talk to them, but they just don't want to, or they just whatever. They're yeah. just going to do their thing anyway. Um, so it felt really strategic on my end for, uh, that you, from you, to I me, would that's say strategic.
0: Like, it was conscious. It was very. I was very conscious of the of the position I was taking, and it wasn't. I didn't. It wasn't passive. It wasn't capitulating, right? But it was also recognizing that if I got into this dynamic with you, if I became a part of you working too much, it would be about us. And if I stayed out of it, you were gonna strangle yourself.
1: Yeah, and so say more about if you got into it, it would be about us, because I think people do that a lot, so.
0: If I occupied the position of the one flying the flag for you to take more space, or to be healthier for yourself or whatever. But if I became, if I personified that mm-hmm. for you, you, given who you are and who, who you were in that time, I now gave you an adversary. Right. And so I recognize that without an adversary, you- I could just
1: hang myself on that. Yeah, you would realize it was you. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And you actually taught me this. hmm You taught me this on our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. When I freaked out, <laughs> <laughs> which we both gave ourselves which, permission. Which freak to, out to, was to, this? We had a lot <laughs> of freakouts. But well, we gave ourselves permission to freak out on our yeah, We were at the beach and we were at some private beach in Maui, and there was some beautiful girls, and they yeah. were taking their tops off and rubbing oil on each other and on stuff. Their and their thong butts. And, um, we weren't very far away and i was watching and i was like oh my god i just i just got married and i just closed the door on this in my life and i just screwed up my life and whatever and i and i named it with you mm-hmm. i just said hey i want to name that this is what's going on that i i ruined my life by marrying you <laughs> <laughs>
1: I invited you into that conversation. I was Did really you, palpably obvious that you were like stewing. hung up on a thing in that moment. Staring yeah, I just at closed butts. the door
0: on all the freedom and aliveness that, you know, it was just, that's it. I just, uh, now it's just domestic death. And um, you said something to the effect of, I'm not stopping you. If you want to be, if you want that, go.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Go
0: do it. And not like, go and find out, motherfucker. Like, I'll be okay. waiting for you with a knife. But you didn't, you didn't take the bait because if you did now that set up within the whole like, which is, it's really hard for me to hear guys say things like my wife won't let me.
1: Right. Yeah. No, what essentially what I said was it's your choice.
0: It's your choice. Exactly. And that that was really liberating for Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And it was, it wasn't like it's your choice and it's okay. It it was more like if you make this choice, there's consequences to that choice, Mm -hmm. but it's totally your choice. Fully. And I got to take ownership of it because I really, I felt it. Like i in that moment, I, I know, wanted were, to make I you the bad guy. I could
1: feel you wanting to make me the bad guy. Which you've done nothing wrong.
0: Right. But I that was where I realized like, oh, if I have an adversary, I can focus on you. And now I'm not focusing on how to solve my problem or how to take responsibility for it. I can just scapegoat you. Right. And that's what I had done in other relationships. And it's so painful. I, I, it kept me from taking responsibility for myself. Mm-hmm. And so, I think I was I was really clear, and I probably had stepped on the mine a few times. Where you are like, you probably barked at me for wanting to speak up for your mental health and your emotional health and your energetic oh, yeah. health. Mm-hmm. And I learned okay, being the adversary here robs her of the of the right. opportunity for her to take responsibility for herself.
1: It, well, and it's that piece around it, and, and and you know, I just want to tie in when we came back to what what I would, was taught is called the fruitional approach, um, w- it, which is the, can you be with things as they're? What if they're an asshole off and on for the rest of your life? You know, like that kind of thing. It. I want to just tie that back to this moment because it, it's your, you, by inherently um, putting yourself in a position where you were an adversary, that also gave me the experience that you weren't, able to be with me as I was. Right. And then that immediately put me on a, in a defensive place. Like yeah. whether it was r- like whether it was valid it was kind of irrelevant. It was just that dynamic was But
0: there's something really nuanced here which is you get to be who you are but it does have an impact on me. Yes. And not brushing that aside.
1: Yes. Exactly. So, That's what I want to talk about. The impact of the we
0: So it's not like you you. get to be whoever you are and I'm totally fine with it. It's you get to be whoever you are and it has an impact. It's going to impact our dynamic and that's part of your choice too.
1: Correct, yeah, exactly. That
0: when you choose this, It has a ripple effect. So if I choose to try and have sex with two girls on the beach, which I'm (laughs) sure would have gone wonderfully, swimmingly
1: for you. (laughs) Yeah, they were really into you. They they were. They they could not stop looking at you. In fact,
0: (laughs) they. They don't even think they knew I was there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, but it's that there are consequences to our. There's an impact from what we do. And it's not consequences like, great, now I get to retaliate. It's consequences of like, this breaks connection or this breaks trust or this has us move further apart. So please understand, you're free to do what you want, but it will have this impact on us. And I wanna name that, not make you the bad guy, not make you wrong, not make you the villain, but I wanna name that so that you understand Above and beyond whatever funk you're in or whatever thing you're in, that that this is ha- not just having an impact on your own mental well-being and your emotional well-being, but it has an impact on our relationship. And you get to continue to do it. and And I imagine okay. if it if it if I saw it continuing to go forward, there were there were other things that happened in our relationship at that time that were wake up calls. And it was like, wake up! Mm-hmm. This isn't okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we're 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 go- we're drifting apart here. Yeah, and um but I, I think it was I don't know what had you turn the corner and, and realize that you wanted to change though but that that's where it had to become an intrinsic mm-hmm. thing where it was something you wanted for yourself and not I have to do this or or else my partner's a pain in the ass like that's that's where the resentment comes from and it's and it's the uh my wife won't let me or my husband you know won't let me kind of thing
1: yeah it it almost seems like you're it's just looking through two completely different lenses really like what you just said around like I have to, otherwise here's a consequence, like the consequence of my husband's or wife's is a pain in the ass or won't let me or whatever. that That's a that's a completely different lens rather than notice what you feel like when you make these choices and how is it impacting just your own life, like the quality of your own life. I mean, we were lucky enough to where my shit had a direct impact on my own quality of life. So I was able to, it was able, we were able to, you know, kind of lovingly bring awareness and plant seeds around, huh, when I do things this way, I'm pretty freaking full, overfull, and overwhelmed and yeah. miserable. And, but when I, I could, there's a choice here and I wasn't that pointing out that just simply there was a choice mm-hmm just like I did with you on the beach and the honeymoon, you know, it's like just pointing out that there is a choice. Is it sometimes enough to be like, yeah, what do I want? And that's choosing the different lens. It's right. not because of you, that it's a putting on a different lens entirely where there there's like, Oh yeah, I actually do want relationship. I really want to be in this relationship and the kind of relationship that I want is One that is, I want, I like intimacy. I like closeness. I like belonging. I like that bond that you can really sometimes only get in an adulthood. You can only get with a part, a deep, you know, intimate, deeply intimate partner. So, so that, but that choice.
0: And if that wasn't there, so we're back to what are the things that would bring a a couple together and have them choose one another. That would be one of those things like you don't value those things. Okay, I do. So yeah. this, we should not have this relationship. Right. Those are big indicators. It's not who's right, who's wrong, who's bad, who's good. Yeah. But if, if you were to place like, look, I just don't really want it that much. I would. I really right. want to do my work. I have a calling to do this. I could have been like, okay, great. Let's not do this then because this yeah. is really painful. That's an example of a deep philosophical split. Like we're, we wouldn't have been on the same page. Well, the, the hang, we
1: hang on. Cause I actually, that was why I wanted to, potentially it is, but potentially it's someone giving the assessment that that's what's going on. There's, there's. this is so nuanced. It's hard to just speak about it in a, in a generalized way. But, but the first thing I thought of when you said that was like so many people I have worked with and known that really do want that but are so wounded that they need to work on their shit in order to be willing to to know how even to cultivate that secure bond but it's like people could want to be that to be there and just need help getting there
0: that's different though but i think i think what matters is do we want the same things yeah do we value these deep these yeah. deep things. Not yeah. like do we like the same movies yeah. and the what color to paint the living room. Yeah. But do we have a deep connection and, and an alliance in in our values? Like you and I have very different spiritual practices, but nonetheless we have a an
1: yeah, appreciation yeah. for
0: one another's spiritual world. It's there. Right. And it's like, yes, you what yours is what's what's going on over there for you. I respect and appreciate a lot more these days than <laughs> Thanks, I used to.
1: Thankfully. <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, what's well, going actually, on for
1: me. that was that's a really sweet little example. You know, you said a lot more these days. So what what happened over time?
0: Well, I, I, I want to stay know, by
1: being callous. Well, just by joke, you know, being callous or crass or whatever. You did not. But missing the fact that something was really deeply meaningful to me create a distance and you realized you didn't want that. That's true. I never said anything to you like, Hey, this is creating distance. And oh, I, I
0: could feel it though. I could but feel you could you, feel it. And I could and feel you, you go. You away. were
1: like, well, shit. I just stepped That's in true. shit. Yeah. So,
0: and I don't want to hurt you. And, and my attempts to be funny, I, it became clear to me, this isn't funny. This right. isn't, it, it, it could be, it, yeah, it could, totally. there's all kinds of things that we find funny. Right. And that just wasn't particularly funny and it, I could see where it actually had you feel less seen and less appreciated. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I would, I don't want that. I would, that, that pains me to think that you. I can make a joke, but it doesn't. That somehow that I don't appreciate what's yeah. going on for you, and that yeah. would be painful. And it, that, you know, it's like, yeah, well, then it's not funny anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. So, but the but but having having that deep coming back to the wound thing, but having that deep appreciation of where are we aligned in our mm-hmm. lives. And, and I think that it's helpful to reassess these on a regular basis because yeah. we go through different developmental phases in our lifetime. So we may be a different person that, we're obviously a different person than we were in twenties and thirties, et cetera. Absolutely. So we should come back to it and say, what's important to us now? And are we still aligned or where, what does it look like now? And we're not frozen in time. And I don't expect you to be that person forever. And that could be scary. But if we understand like, hey, deep down, I really get that we're on the same page, and we want a yeah. life that our, where our paths are aligned and parallel yeah. with one another. Great. Then it is about like cool. Then what what could we do to help us here? We yeah. might. The only thing in the way is this wound or this this resistance to giving up a thing or whatever. Cool. We can get help with that. Right. Uh, there's there's a there's hope, but if it's and it, I think it's pretty obvious to you and me when we're talking to certain people, like they're just not aligned. They're yeah. not on the same page. Right. They might like, or having they've never sex.
1: had that conversation.
0: They've never had that conversation, but they like having sex, and they like the way there's a the status thing going right, on, right, right. and like, who am I? I can't right. be. I don't want to be divorced at this right. age. It's like those are the wrong reasons to stay yes. in a relationship. Yeah, you know. So, but it's nothing about that grounded, deep level of connection and like, hey, this is what I stand for with me and for you. Mm-hmm. And if you're blinded by whatever's happening for you, I'm gonna hold the the center here and make sure we get help with that. Yeah. But without that part, I, at least when I talk with guys, there's this kind of helpless or hopeless feeling of like, I don't, what are we working on here? There's, mm-hmm. there's nothing, we're not on the same page. Everything's just a pissing match. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like to encourage people go deeper. And when you see the other person from a much deeper level underneath their wounds and their day-to-day shit and what they leave on the floor and all that kind of stuff. Like, who is this person really?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do
0: I want a relationship with that person? Yeah. And it's it's either like, yeah, I mean, we're good friends. Right. And I want them to have a good life. Or it's like, no, this is the person I want to, I want to spend my life with this person. I mm-hmm. really want to be with them. Okay, great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Start from there. Then the other stuff we can work through. Yeah. Unless it's murder and farting. Murder <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I was going to make a joke when you talked about working on yourself. Of like, oh, so you stopped eating Chris, Christopher's vegetables, and, <laughs> and somehow that impacted the we space.
0: <laughs> but I, I think that's a big takeaway. A lot of us are on the on the in the stuck in the shallow end of the pool. When it's painful like this, you know, I like to take people deeper. Like, what are we really standing for in yeah. our lives at this time? And does that person meet us there? Are they an ally? Yeah. for us there and if they're not it's okay yeah it's okay it just means that we've grown apart or we never had that right. connection to the begin with we don't need to make them the bad guy but that's where an invitation could be like hey this is what I I stand for and I don't know where you are but this is what I would love to have in our lives what about you and the other person could be like oh my god that's amazing I I've been wanting to go deeper too but I don't know how and maybe we should get help or the other person would be like what the hell are you talking about I just want right. to I just want to watch Deep Netflix and- every yeah. every day.
1: Yeah, and you said something uh, you know a couple of minutes back where you talked about like a developmental um phase or stage like th- it may be it may they w- their way of being may have really served them at a particular time in their life but because of where we are now as a couple or where they are individually it actually doesn't serve them and I think that that's a really potent to To just ha- to underscore that because I think that's part of what I'm talking about is in this, I love you, you're perfect, now change or how do you invite somebody into a thing when they're deep in their own in, in patterning that that might be rooted rooted in wounding or might be rooted in just like they're just programming whatever you want to call it, but it's old and it's yeah. not often conscious, and so so the the this all of this can apply. Well, this brings to- up a
0: whole other point, which is when we're wounded, how do we act with each other? Because if we're just continuing to injure one another and oh, you can't have those conversations and then your sex life is dead because you don't, it's like, yeah. you, there's so much hurt there. Yeah, for so if sure. your communication is, is poor
1: and yeah. hurtful
0: without, even if you're like, I'm not trying to hurt you, but you guys are hurting one another. right? You can't get through this to this deeper level.
1: Yeah in a relationship how we carry the flag for what really matters for the kind of relationship we want in the face of perhaps someone's way of being that that no either that might not even serve them anymore but certainly doesn't serve the relationship
0: yes well i think that's where it's our responsibility to keep our side of the street clean so when i'm working with guys and they want to come in and it's like my girlfriend this or my wife that my girlfriend this my wife that It's like you, what do you want? What do you stand for? What's true for you? What do you want in this lifetime? And then let's align with that. Let's make sure that your life is aligning more and more and more with that. And then it'll become obvious what's not in alignment. It'll be like you're playing in a different musical key and you'll just hear these notes that don't fit in anymore. And if you know what you stand for and you know what you want in your life and it doesn't have to be crystal clear, but you know what direction you're heading. You're not waiting for your partner to give that information to you. You're not waiting for the world to give that information to you. You're not waiting for permission for that to come. When you have that clarity and like, I I know I'm moving in this direction. And I then you can make that that request. Like, what do you want? Would you like, this is where I want to go. It will become pretty obvious. We're just not on the same page.
1: Yeah. It I seem, mean, I, like I agree, agree with what you're saying. <clears> I think <throat> I, I just, I, the reason that I'm like pausing in my with all this is like wanting to also really speak to um, the people that are in committed relationships and they want to be in that relationship and this is still happening. So, so it's not I'm speaking. It, to that. It's like, they don't want to, they don't necessarily want to call it quits. No. And, and, and therefore it, it seems like that coming back into conversation and relationship around the thing you for sure getting clear on what you need and want and what's true for you and what's right for you and then carrying the flag for that and inviting them in and yes, 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 but coming back to that conversation. And the reason that I'm saying that is that there are times when even in our relationship, it's really clear. I mean, we've even talked about it on these kinds of podcast types conversations before where it's like, make sure you're fed, make sure you're slept, make sure that you're, you know, you've yeah. whatever, you've whatever those things, those core needs are met before you try to like, don't don't bring up a heavy conversation, parenting conversation at nine 30 at night when everybody's tired at the end of their chain, you know, and, right. or don't expect like to have a great sex night if you're tired and at the end of your chain and and you want, you, you know, it's like, what do you do when you're setting yourself up for failure? So there are some things that it feels almost like engineering without manipulate, being manipulative, it does seem important to, to be clear and your clear-minded with things Absolutely. as they are in terms of like, okay, well, in this case with, with my client, this person is behaving a certain way. We, and we've unpacked this before in our session, but they behave this way when they're over full. Mm. Similar to how I did with he in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so we know that there are circumstances, there are choices that go into play that create those circumstances. And when those choices don't go into play and those circumstances don't get created, this is a different person.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's a great example of cleaning up your side of the street, clean up like, your side. Are of the street. you bringing the best yeah. version of yourself to the relationship? Yeah. or are you overextending all these areas and right. then showing up toxic or tired or? underinflated. And then, yeah, and that's, that's what you're going to get. comes
1: back to the, what do, are we fundamentally aligned? Do you, what is important to you? Because there are people that I sort of talk to people about like, what's their primary relationship? Is it their actual relationship? For some people work is their primary relationship. For some people, substance abuse, substance use is their mm. primary relationship, even though they have a relationship. And what we talk about Everything we talk about is inside the context that relationship, our partnership is primary, is well, the primary. Well, I would say
0: that it actually goes, there's a, well, there's a level underneath that, which is relationship to self.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. I and mean, so that's what I'm
0: speaking to is like, what am I doing to strengthen my relationship with self so that I'm clear about? man I'm, I'm I'm in a clear state of mind. My body's healthy. You know, can't do all any of this stuff when we're dragging and we're in pain and totally.
1: And, and all but that kind but, but you're putting it it's like yes, relationship with self. so that. It's in service of, because mm-hmm. if you could have an awesome relationship with yourself and you and I could be completely disconnected. Absolutely. So you being in good relationship with yourself is in service of. I the would we. add,
0: there's an asterisk to that. like you and I could, I could be in an awesome, awesome relationship with myself and it would be painful if you and I were dis- disconnected.
1: Yeah. And that's
0: what I mean about the wrong note in the, in the symphony.
1: Okay. Okay. That's that helpful to be specific. If
0: I am treating myself with compassion, I'm treating, I'm present with myself I'm honoring myself. I'm living more and more in my values day to day. Yeah. My work is going to be in alignment, how I treat my body is going to be in alignment. Mm-hmm. Everything is coming into alignment. It becomes more and more obvious when things are out of alignment. So when I walk into the environment into the container with you, there's a it's off. Yeah. There's something off here. Either yeah. I'm I'm allowing you to treat me in a way or I'm treating you in a way that I wouldn't treat myself. That's mm-hmm. out of integrity. That feels off. Mm-hmm. And it's hard when we're more conscious of this stuff, it's really hard to ignore it any at, at that point. Yeah. So when you've cleaned up your side of the street, so to speak, we're much more aware when things are out of alignment and able to address them, not just not the I think the reflexive thing is to kick you know, some people just want to kick it to the curb, but it's mm-hmm. like, hey, this is out of alignment. Here's what I see possible.. Yep. Are you open to talking about it? Open to working on
1: it? Right? I'm smiling because I want to make a joke about the puppy. Being out of alignment somehow. (laughs) (laughs) How do we want to be skillful around this little Tanzanian devil? She's
0: going to interrupt us any minute, but I have to go to the bathroom.
1: So bad.
0: So bad. Um, That feels good. Do you have anything else? No,
1: I feel done. Oh, there there she she is. is.
0: There she is. What time is it? 9.30.
1: Okay. I have to go.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Uh, you should go to the bathroom. Did you
0: did you get to scratch the itch you had? Or yeah, I talk about? yeah. Okay.
1: This was. I, I, well, I thought that there was a way. There was something you talked about with.
0: I'm doing Lamas exercises right now to keep. Okay, go myself.
1: go go do what you well, need. Well, no, to do.
0: like what do you just no, go, finish go, it up? Go I'm not. Up. I don't want to come back. I don't want to come back. I can talk to you back.
1: while you're shitting. So oh I'll God. be here on the mic. You go into the bathroom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you just give me a minute, I might be able to
1: breathe through. <laughs> Um, it was like just, a truck driver. If you don't, we are done anyway. So even if it, even if there is a thing we're we have to be done. So let's just stop.
0: All right, okay. You're done. All right. Cause then you'll be like, if we're going down the stairs, like, oh my God, this and
1: this. That. And well, I'm there like, was mm-hmm. something that you said last night that you were talking. Well, you were was kind was of it? debriefing about your day. You talked about that. And I was like, oh, that would be so good to talk about. And you were like, I should write that down. I'm going to go write that down. That gives me an idea. You said that or I said, you that? said that. Oh, did you write it down? I don't know. Okay. It doesn't matter because you got to poop.
0: <laughs> if these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.